Welcome to the 22nd edition of the Peak Performance Podcast. Today, I have two special guests in the building. We have a good friend, Reggie, who's been on many podcasts um, already, and special guest, DJ Milktray, to you know bring some of his wisdom and magic into the podcast. So thank you, fellas, for joining me in this podcast. If you want to tell the people a little bit about yourselves, that'd be great, starting with Reg. Hi, guys. My name is Reggie Offay, and I am an operations manager for a high-end um, prestige chauffeur company. I also like coach and mentor as well. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And DJ Milk Trade, the names, the name kind of gives it away, but if you, I know you do more than that. So if you want to enlighten, enlighten <laughs> my listeners as to the array of things that you do, sir. Um, yeah. Hi, um, DJ Milk Trade. Um, obviously DJ, radio presenter, wedding DJ, uh, mentor, and CEO of the Hope Program, which is a DJ kind of workshop and mentoring program that I'm involved in. Um, I'm doing a lot of community work at the moment. I work alongside uh, the Metropolitan Police, Croydon Council, Crystal Palace Football Club, uh, just to name a few. Uh, I'm a father of twin boys who are 10. And I also work alongside Reg. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked, wicked, wicked stuff. Okay, so um, the topic today is really how it feels to be a black father in this day and age in 2021. And the reason why I wanted to get you two on this podcast, is, um, like I said offline, is that you're two fathers that I, I really respect. And, you know, a couple of times I've, you know, got some advice off of Reg and you've given me some, you know, great hints and tips like the um, WhatsApp group for my kids. I wasn't, I didn't really you know, have that in place. And since speaking to you and you can advise me of that, I put that in place. And Milk Tray, you're doing amazing stuff with not only your own children, but the stuff that you're doing as well out of that is just, it's just amazing. So again, I wanted to really get two people who I respected and who I think that their, um, their, their words of wisdom can really help other fathers. Mm -hmm. um, plus between us, we've got over 50 years worth of experience in being, parents so um yeah that's 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 Boy. quite deep <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so um i suppose the first place to to start really um because this is about fatherhood mm -hmm. being being dads and, and having you know children what does um fatherhood mean to you guys what does it mean to you man start off rich for me fatherhood means being there um protecting your kids where you can how you can um from whatever is coming giving them advice wisdom and trying to prepare them for what's going to come in this world um so that they can thrive so to me that is what fatherhood means and trying to encompass all of that at times can be scary um yeah yeah because we know the world that we live in. But to me, it's just, just trying to provide a solid base for um, your kids to be able to come to you, speak to you, um, and also rely on you to do things as well. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Good answer, sir. Um, how about you, Mucci? Um, For me, it's... I mean, when, when I kind of came into fatherhood, um, I automatically looked back at where my parents and whatnot come from. So yes. for me, yeah. it, it's about um, laying foundations, creating opportunities, 
directing, supporting, loving, and and building that relationship with my sons that will continue to support them and and guide them throughout the years. I mean, I'm yes. I'm so blessed to still have my dad, and not just my dad, but other male influences in my life who are without them I wouldn't be here so I just kind of want to lay those same foundations and and beyond for for my sons and not just for my sons but you know the young people that I'm around etc as well so that's really what it means to me is really laying the foundations setting the examples but also allowing yourself to be um seen to them as human oh my god thank you Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, that's a really big, important one because it's only, I'll be honest with you, within, i say about three, four years that I've allowed myself to kind of let them see me in that more human light, really, to show my vulnerabilities, to show me, you know, I've attempted to do something and maybe failing and then attempting again and, and you know, and just keep keep going. Before that, it was like I would almost have this almost like a, a a mask on to be like, if I can't do something, it's not kind of worth doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and what you said there is, 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 is a really important thing. So they can see that you're human. Yeah. Yeah. It's authenticity as well. You know, I mean, you've just got to be your authentic self and, you know, kids and kids are so smart. You know, the things that we think that they don't see, they've seen it you know, and they're learning from us and the interactions that we have with other people. So I think authenticity is key, you know, and, and you know, what you just said, Milks, is absolutely right. You know, we try to be the superheroes and sometimes we just have to realise we are. Yeah, like I, I had to have a conversation with, with one of the twins uh, last week. So let's, let's, let, let's start here. So the, boy, the boys are 10. They're, they're approaching, they're going to be going secondary school in September. And I'm going to be honest, people, the boys, them are just nasty. What? Really? Yeah, fam, they're going to secondary school, September. But <laughs> these, these men are nasty because I'm trying to get them, you know, just the, the basic wake up, beige skin, wash, creep. So I'm saying to them, look, when you get to secondary school, these kids are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> They are ruthless and then they will get on you and then they will make you feel uncomfortable. They will make you feel like you don't want to go to school and then you're going to come home and be like, daddy, I don't want to go to school. And I'm going to be like, why? And you're going to be like, well, uh, people are laughing at me, but why are they laughing at you, son? Uh, somebody said I might smell like, but I'm saying, I'm trying to teach them that you can avoid this. So I looked at it from a, from a different perspective. So I thought, you know what, let me make myself very relatable. So when I went to secondary school, um, a lot of people might not know, I was actually bullied. So um, I was kind of like pushed out. Um, my, my, my godfather, no, my uncle was like a deputy head at school. So the first couple of years, my uncle was deputy head and I had two big cousins, which it was cool, but I was never like a troublesome or like kind of boastful person, but I was always cool in it. Like, Oh, you got big cousins and like detention was never an issue because your uncle's like a deputy head. But when my uncle left and my cousins left, that's when, that's when like, you know what I mean? The wolves came in. So I thought, you know what? Let me make myself, you know, become more human 
in my son's eyes. So I said to him, son, like, I don't want you to go to school and get bullied because I know what it feels like because I was bullied. Wow. Yeah, I was. I was bullied, son. And the moment I said that to him, now I've got, as I said, I've got twin boys and they're, they're a little bit different from each other. But the one I was speaking to, he's a little bit more of the, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit more tough in it. But really, he, underneath, he's really not. So the moment yeah. I said that to him, he was like, I could see the emotions flying across his face. His eyes started to like well up and everything. And I'm saying to him, son, I just don't want you to go to school and have to be in that kind of situation. This is why me and your mum are on you every day. Like, just wake up, get in the shower, shower properly, cream up yourself. You know what I mean? You don't want to go in there, yeah. dry face, dry hands, because people will tease you they, and they will make you feel uncomfortable. So I, I gave him that example. And now, like, since that moment, he's been, like, a little bit more, Daddy, you're right. Oh, Dad, love you, Dad. Oh, you good, Dad? Like, and it, it really has kind of helped the dynamic. But I felt like in that moment, yeah. I needed to make myself um, appear and become more Vulnerable. human and not just dad. Vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a vulnerability. Yeah, man, had to, bro. So, no, and, and it, it creates an impact in, in his mind. Like, okay, cool. My dad's just like yeah me, in a way yeah 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 because the thing is we are just like them you know and we what, what we have to sometimes remember is that we're them but with where where we're at now is through years of of like knowledge and failing mm -hmm. and making mistakes and and going through all these things and we can't sometimes look at them and think well you should know this because it's taken me to be a 46 year old man to mm -hmm. not care what people think. So Come on speak, now. Do you know what I mean? Or to pick up all these, these things that I know. So when I look at my son, he said, oh, but I can't, I have to go to school, I have to wear these. Cause, and I'm like, oh, you wear whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, who cares what other people think? But that's yes. me now. In school, if you told me, oh, wait, Addy, that's two stripes, it's fine. I'll be like, are you, are you mad? Come on, fam. You know? So we, we know what, we know what schools we went to. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so for you to show that vulnerability, it's it's something that if I'm hands on my heart, even up to this day, I'm I still struggle with. I like with my daughter, I'm more like that and I can talk like that because she's older mm. and you know, but with my son, I still kind of almost maintain a certain fearlessness and and that will get me into trouble because it's 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 not reality if, if I'm making yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I just looked at it and thought, you know, like, you know, as parents, you do the whole kind of the 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 shouting, the screaming, the hurry up, get ready. And I thought, you know what? Let me just look at it from, and I was really trying to get into his head, like, why? Just, just why after so many weeks, months, or like years, do you just feel... Like it's not worth just creaming my foot properly, you know, like that. <laughs> like, son, yeah. so like, like they'll wake up, come into my studio, morning, daddy, morning, son. You're right, cool, boom, boom, boom. You're getting in the shower, yep. We got to do, got wash from head to toe, start from the head, work my way down, boom, boom, boom. When you get in your room, what you got to do? I've got to cream my, got to cream my foot, start from the, the heel, but then ten minutes later, I can see man's I, I like ankles looking mad ashy. 
So I'm like, <laughs> let me let me come from this from a different approach. So I said to him, son, why is it that you just you're not listening? And I was like, son, like you really you're going to go to secondary school and they're going to make a mockery of you. And I just don't want that for you. And I, and it wasn't even I'd pre-planned this, you know, it was just literally like a spirit, a moment thing. I was like, no, nah, let me just make myself seem, you know, a little bit more relatable because wow, like, like let's get it right. Like our, our parent, parents' generation, that wasn't the case. Like, Different. you know what I mean? Like, like daddy <laughs> yeah. milk tray, Different. like anybody who's heard me on radio over the years or on podcast, you know, the, the, the amount of respect that I have for this man, but there's no way Daddy Milk Tray would do that at all. Yeah. I think that's the thing with parenting though, isn't it? It's, it's, um, it's a constant learning process because who I was when I was 23 to when I was 30 was a totally different mm-hmm. yes. person. Yes. So it's like the life experiences help you to become a better parent and I think um alluding to what you were saying as well Miltre in terms of looking at the people that may have come before you or the role mm-hmm. models that were in your life you know, as my example I didn't live with my dad so my mum was that person you get what I mean I had uncles and so on and so forth but I didn't know what it was like to have yeah. my dad at home to learn from so becoming a parent in my mind I was I'm thinking, well, I don't want to be anything like my dad <laughs> in terms of I have to be here, I have to be present, yeah. I have to be around kids. You know, so the decisions that I make are for mm-hmm. them, you know, futures. So I had to kind of learn that process myself. Yeah. Do you, you get what I mean? Yes. So again, for us as dads, we're trying to instill these things in our children so that and especially for boy kids, when you go forward, you know, we've been here, we're here, we're a constant presence in your life. You know what I mean? Whether it might be a distance or whatever, we're still here. So when they go forward and make, you know, their own children, they have that kind of foundation of like, okay, cool. This is what it takes to be a dad, you know, from the varying, you know, you might shout, you might have a conversation. And I think, you know, the conversations changed the older my kids became because yes. you know, my kids are kids no more. So the conversations are very different. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But parenting is a learned thing. You know, it, it's, it's a learned thing. You know, you're, you're spot on. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast as well is because the other day I was out running and um, I must have bumped into um, one of my old friends and um, she was like, wow, how's your kids and stuff? And I was like, yeah, you no, know, Tiana's 23, Rakim 16, now the big people. She goes, oh, I remember from back in the day, used to take her on the bus and, you know, you and still have a great relationship that's really good. You're still there and stuff. And I was like, I, like why wouldn't I be still here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like what have you heard? <laughs> yeah. Are we not supposed to be here and stuff? So as I said, I spoke to her and we left and stuff. I, I was running and I was thinking... Like I've got to do a podcast to break the narrative that we're somewhat not gonna be here. Like that's not that since I, when I had a child, it was like that's it for life. I'm not thinking, oh, if they got on my nerves, I'm gonna you know vacate the building. It was it was never like that. So I want to break that narrative that you know somehow uh, I don't know black dads will have children and then we're just like oh wow, I was at the time you know and got to shoot off you know and you know and it wasn't yeah. her fault. Maybe she 
seen a few documentaries or watched some um some films that made it seem like we're not here yeah. but we are <laughs> yeah it's, and, and and again you know? like, the, the narrative um again in in the world is just so um one way so when 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 you know you do come across things like this for them it it is a bit of a whoa like huh like for me like you both know i come from that that kind of traditional caribbean household like my mom and dad married 43 years no 44 years this year so that whole dynamic and then just the dynamic around me it was the 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 influence that really kind of made me say do what there's no way i'm not gonna just be like an ever-present dad like regardless Mm. whatever the circumstance or the situation may be there is no way on god's green earth that i'm not gonna be here as as a father as a as a leader and you know, as as somebody that's got to guide these these two these two young kings, because that's my job. Yeah. It's that's my job. Yes, like, and I don't. It really pains me because when I'm working and and doing workshops with some of these young people, and I see I see the the, the loss in their eyes and and just the the yearning for, for to to be wanted in that regard, um, it hurts. You know. Yeah, and and I can only imagine what they're feeling because they're the ones experiencing it, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like it, re- like on the reals, gentlemen, it yes. makes no sense to me that man them are like having kids and just not involved. I'm like, Bro. it it does it it just Never. doesn't compute. <laughs> That's the thing it, to me. It doesn't compute because. Regardless of the situation and the circumstance totally that I feel or may feel towards the the, the female and and the mother of of, of the, the the children yes. or the child, I cannot let that deter and stop me from being a father, like a dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it just yeah. I don't know. No, no, you're you're absolutely spot on. It it, it doesn't register. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make sense, right? It does not make sense. But you just touched on something there yourself, though, Milks, is sometimes it's the separation between the relationship that you have with the mother of the child and yourself. And that gets in the way. And the bit that pains me is when I see fathers that want to be involved in their kids' lives. The mother talk about it, allowing them to be involved. In it, or it becomes <laughs> the child becomes a weapon yeah. to beat that man down. You know what I mean? So these are all things that we, as a community, we have to discuss. Like, why do you have that mindset? Yes, there's going to be some asshole guys. Can I <laughs> excuse my French? But not all men are like yeah. that. And the men that have in their child's lives, you allow them to be in their child's 100, lives. One hundred. Yeah. Just speaking from an experience that I've had, you know what I mean? With my son's, one of, one of my kids' mothers, you know what I mean? It was, it was very much like that. But as a man, I had to kind of fight in order to make sure that, you know what, regardless of what you're going to try and do, I'm still here. Yes. Yes. That's- you know, so it, it, 
it, we have to discuss it because it, it, it is a problem. That's you and know? that's that's why, yeah, Rich, I've, I've always, even when we've spoken, you know, on the one to ones and whatnot, like I've always respected mm. your, you know, just just your dedication as as a father, as you know, as a, a you know, a, a ever present dad, even down to the you know the circumstance. Like I remember them times, bro. So. Like whenever I've seen you, and then every couple of years, the kids are looking. I'm like, raw, like the they're not even kids no more, bro. But you've always been there. You've always been yeah, that 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 example. So I commend you on that, bro. But you know, I mean, yeah, it, it, I always look on life like it's. I appreciate that. But I always say it's down to the kids to decide on what yes. they think of, of us as parents. What I mean, and you know, it's it, it's what they say that matters. And so when I'm living my life, I'm trying to do it in a way that my kids will just be like, "Oh, you know, hey, my dad's cool." Listen, <laughs> yes, he was all right. He was okay, you know. But it's an important conversation, you know. And you know, don't get me wrong, like you know. I have a great relationship with, with one of my kids' mothers and the other one, not, mm-hmm. so, not so much. <laughs> mm. so, and, you know, so I have to also commend, you know, them as well to a certain extent because they, they've made it, they've made it easier for me to be a dad. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you know, to... <laughs> to, to, to to touch upon something what you were saying as well is that um I'm gonna play devil's advocate and I'm gonna flip it the other way. It's like um you some women yeah they don't want their um you know their they don't use the word baby father. What can I say? Their their the yeah. dad of their children um into their lives. And on the flip side, there's sometimes when like say the guy just wants to dust out and doesn't want to be there. And I think that like all of us, what I think kind of we have in common is that we're very in touch with um, who we are and we we don't get blinded by ego and by by um yeah. anger and by all hype and stuff so we're able to have honest conversations with ourselves and be like you know what i need to tr-. even if they, the, the woman says go away you can't come and see it again i'm yeah. gonna try again i'm gonna try again i'll try again and even if they get a new partner and stuff and you have to you we're at an age and of a spirit now where we can be like, oh, look, I hope you two are happy together. I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that my child is, is okay and just keep focusing all your energy on your children. Because when I first had my daughter and me and her mum split up, uh, I was 22. I was a hothead. So when one time mm. I saw them, uh, the guy out with my daughter, I stopped my car, like straight on high road, people beeping me. I got out of my car. Like, I, I wanted to actually do something because like, what are you doing with my daughter? Like, I, I was absolutely crackers. I was like, no. Nah. I said, Charlie, you okay? She said, yeah, mum, just in the shop. I was like, okay, I'm going to drive back round. When I was driving, I said, no, nah, don't drive back round, Richard, because you're going to do something stupid. So I just carried on driving and then I went home and then I called her mum and said, you know what, look, as long as he's all right, I just saw Charlie and I panicked a bit and I just didn't know where you were. She goes, no, I was in the shop. Cool. But, it's like I would actually have probably done something in front of my daughter to the guy because I, I my mm-hmm. ego, pride, and hothead. And then mm-hmm. if my daughter mm-hmm. would look like an idiot, I probably would have got arrested. Um, it would have just been a whole big hot mess. But that was me at 22. And now at like 46, I look back and I was cringe at that because at that time 
I thought that, that like to do him something was probably the right thing to do. But now looking back, mm. I'm like, he's helped. He's probably buying my daughter sweets and she's happy. And, you know, she's got the best of both worlds. She's got the mum's boyfriend who cares and does stuff to, to, for her that's nice. And she's got me. So she's going to get two presents at Christmas, <laughs> two presents on her birthdays. But it's just the group. But that's the 46-year-old you, Rich. You know yeah. what I mean? Thinking about that now, it sounds so... You know, it sounds like the right way to do it, yes. and it is the right. Yes, way. but back in there, I was I was consumed by pride and 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 ego. Like I would have done something, but like now I look back and I think it's 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 the growth in me is just phenomenal because I'd probably say, look, here's some money, both of you go yeah. to the cinema. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy the growth. So it's like just any like. I, I, I see it a lot of times when people say, no, if I see my, my kid with mum and the next man, and then, you know what, as long as your child is happy, that's the most important thing, you know? So, yeah. So, so, so would, would, would you say that yes. then a lot of that comes down to the, the, the age of which black men are becoming fathers? Because I, I, I didn't come into yeah. fatherhood until I was in my yeah. 30s. So, for yeah. me, it was. I felt like it was. I, I like you're you're never prepared for it, but like I felt like I was just yeah. in a no. I was in a better. I was in a decent space. Like you know, at the time when 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 yes, we had the yes. the twins, I was, I was what I was managing it. Ballum car phone. Um, I remember sitting my team down and saying, "Yo." Mrs. Milks is expecting twins, so there, there's no more like missing target. Like, like I'll be honest, <laughs> no, man, them on the field, there was a there, there was a quarter where the quarter finished on New Year's Eve. I'll never forget this. And we were like, how much, how much, like GM down. So this day, New Year's mm. Eve, you know, the shop's meant to close at five. The shop was meant to open at 11. I said to my team, it was a Saturday as well. I remember I opened the shop at nine and I said to the man, them, we are not leaving this shop until we bust the target. We didn't close the shop till eight o'clock that evening. Yeah. Because wow. I was like, listen, I cannot afford to be the two months on and then we missed target. Nah, nah, nah. I need target bus bonus every month because twins ain't brilliant. Cheap. Yeah. So when when we had the kids, like, you know, financially, I was in I was in a I was in a good space. But then the, the problem I had was the work life balance. So. Like I was struggling yes. with, yeah. you know, yeah. and we we all know, yeah, that within retail and, and, and the industry that we were in, like 45 hours was never 45 hours. Especially if no, you're in a senior no. position as a manager, etc. No. So I'm there doing sixty plus no. hours sometimes, and then if you got to do an audit, yeah, like right, you oh got to do audit God, on on stock. It. Like that week, you could easily clock up like sixty five, seventy hours, and then I was still DJing at the weekends, um, and not wow. having that that quality time with 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 my kids. And to be honest, yeah. I feel like. I, I would never want to go back to that again. I can relate. I can relate. I think as well, it's 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 almost like an added pressure in itself, isn't it? Because 
You know, I had mm. my first child at 23, you know, and, you know, in, in the midst of just Come on. raving and, you know, the SW. When was this, right? That's that's what that was on, you know what I mean? And finding out that I was going to be a father, for me personally, I think it changed my whole yes. life because there were things that I was doing mm. which I shouldn't have been doing. You know what I mean? And knowing that he was on his way made me change my a particular circle that I was with and just said, yeah. I can't be doing that no more. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I've got this life that's coming in. So it, going back to what you were saying in regards to like the money, you know what I mean? I can totally relate to that because there are times when I'm like, nah, bro, <laughs> we've got to bust this target because man's got not one kid Jeez. now, you know, man's got three. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So there's no half stepping. Come on, B. That lifeline. You better add bro. that case on that, you know, <laughs> and get that broadband. <laughs> I want a full, I want a full <laughs> complete cell. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had sound effects now, you know. I'll be pressing them like <laughs> I'm telling you. Press yeah, 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 no, you're spot on. And you're right, you're right, man. You know, you're so right. It is the it is the um you know the, the pre there is that added pressure of you know funds have to work, but it's it definitely is a better decision to have kids when mm -hmm. you are in a better financial place. 100%, 100%. Yeah. And to touch on something that both of you like, kind of said was no. that um, the car phone days, wanting to smash Target and, you know, being so focused on it, I had a aha moment, a big light bulb moment when um, one day I was bringing my work home because for me, what I always wanted to do was, if I think that, okay, if Milk Tray's yeah. sleeping, I want to be working. Okay, so if Reggie's taking a power nap, I'm going to be, you know, I want to be up and to, that's the way I thought about all the managers around me. So I'd come home and I'd do work. So in the morning I could do what they couldn't do, you know? So I remember one day I came home and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to prep for the next day. I'm going to do my morning brief, everything. I'm going to set all of that up. And I come home, I put my laptop up and I was tapping away, tapping away. And my son must have been like, just starting to walk. I can't remember what it was. He was crawling over to me. Da, da, da. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I just got to send this report. And he was like trying to walk and trying to show me stuff. And I almost had an out-of-body experience because I was pushing him away so I could finish wow. this update. To center myself so that I could be ahead for people wow. who I don't really care That's about. Powerful. Do you get what I'm yeah. trying to say? So that yeah, so at that point, and I remember this now, this is like 20, this is about now because son's 16 now. So it must have been about 15 years ago. And at that point, I said I'll never put work before my children ever again. So if I've done like eight hours in, in the office and even um, a mentor of mine, Ty, used to always say, go home. When you go home, turn off your computer. Spend time with your family. Richard, he yeah. texts me. Richard, come on, big up Ty, you know, big up Ty. Yeah, big up Ty every single time. Um, he used to tell me, go and spend time with your family, you know. And that point, literally, it changed me because I, I thought to myself, what? What am I doing this for? Like, these mm -hmm. are moments that you're never going to see again. Well, not never going to see again, yeah. unless you have other children, but, like, you're going to miss out on this child trying to walk because you want to send yeah. a report, like, before everybody else. Richard, fix that, man. Yeah, light bulb. Light bulb moment. Light bulb. And I, I think 
working in the industry that we did, we all can really relate to what we're talking about now. Because similarly, I, you know, I used to just be working, just working, working, work. And I remember coming, you know, the, the highlight sometimes of my day was if I got home early enough yeah. to see like the kids. Yes. Bed. Yes. I mean, or if I had a really, really hard day, you know what I mean? You open the door and then that, you know, your child runs up to you. It was like everything else is forgotten. And then I'm just dealing with, with that. You yes. know what I mean? So kids can be a good antidote for, for pressure. If you, again, uh, you know, allow your vulnerability and just to be a, just to be a dad, you know what I mean? Just to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and for me, one of the things I wanted to do as well was um, try to, well, not try to, but to absolutely demolish generational curses. Cause like, my dad was um, quite a, a heavy drinker and he never really showed us a lot of emotion, even to, you know, um, just before he passed and stuff. He was just like, oh man, like just trying to still have this, not tough guy persona, but this whole not really saying I love you or like, you know, he would tell my mum, his wife, yeah, oh, I'm so proud of like Richard, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he never really opened up to me and said, you know what, you know, I'm proud of what you're doing and blah, 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 blah. I, I get the energy from him and I knew that he was, but I yeah. almost wish that he, he yes. said it more often to my face, you know? Um, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to break that to my children. So like any chance I get, I love you. I, I text my son. I love you. I text my yeah. daughter. I love you. I say it. And, you know, um, I always say, you know what? I may come across a little bit busy and a little bit, you know, oh, but I've always got time for you. So anything you need to talk about, anything at all, come to me. Even if like you may see me tapping away at a computer and you may seem like, my dad's always busy. The minute you say, dad, can I have a, can I, you know, I need, I need some advice. Bang, dropped. Everything's gone. I don't care about Love anything that. as much as I care yeah, about like, children. I agree. Like you know? for me, mm, so, um, yeah. even yesterday. So yesterday, um, uh, I was doing some work and I got an email which kind of had switched up a few things, which then kind of switched up my mood. And and then one of my sons came up to me yep. and I explained to him what had happened. And he was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame, dad. And then we got home and then I, I came into my studio and he came up to me and said, you're right, dad. I was like, yeah, I'm all right, son. He's like, you know what, daddy, you can you can't talk to me, you know. Ten-year-old, I was like, "Wait a minute, wait!" <laughs> came up to me, swear to me, come to me, dad. No, dad, daddy, no, you can talk to me, you know. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I broke well, I swear down, hundred that changed your whole five percent." I was just like, "Wow!" Like, I mean, I, I tell the boys, um, similar to you, Rich. Like, my my dad, my dad's not that guy. <laughs> yeah, like my dad is not that yeah. guy, but. I remember growing up and and kind of always yearning for that that approval from him. Um and and I remember the first time I, yeah, I heard yeah. my dad say I'm proud of you son and it was when um me and my cousin Ibs which we all know mm. um we 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 put together a a variety show back in the day when this was like I think we just kind of come to Carphone at the time but um we did a variety show at the Fairfield Halls. We yeah, started yeah. it at college. Obviously, we, we were playing music together. Um, and then we kind of took a leap of faith and put on this, this talent show at the Fairfield Halls. Um, and that was like, 
because obviously like from 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 a dj perspective you know like my dad would never or my parents would never get to see what we were doing because we were out you know what i mean or and they all they would hear is bagger bagger boom 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 in the house so for yes, us yeah. <laughs> uh, like me and ibs to be able to put on a, an event where our family could come and see what we were doing um in on that kind of scale and I remember my dad at the end of it coming up to me and just saying in my ear, well done, son. Really proud of you. And I'm like, whoa. Like, wow. that was a big, like, for me, yeah. Especially- that was that was crazy. Um, and I, I just really want my sons just to to constantly know that, that I'm, I'm proud of you and that I'm here. So I tell them, like, one of them, he tells me, the same one who came up to me and said, you can talk to me, dad. Um, he 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 tells me on like maybe twenty times a day, and he would just walk past. Like he wouldn't even come in the room, or yeah. he would just walk past me. Love you, Dad. Love you, son. Like, and we kind of turned it into a game. Like so, like yeah. if you if I say love you, son, and then he says love you too, Dad. Whoever says love you more wins. And I do that with 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 the twins. So the other day, my other twin came in and he yeah. like for the first time ever he got in there just before me so he was like ah i'm the man hey, hey i'm the man whoop, whoop. so <laughs> like for me the word love is is really expressed heavily in in my house and from myself brilliant i think it's important mm-hmm. that that young men yeah. hear yeah. their dad say that i love you son do you know what i mean yeah 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 and young women as Come well, on now. you know, because I, I have a daughter as well. So it's, you know, it's important for her to know that, you know, she has that love. Yes. You know what I mean, and that care from, you know, a man and what that can be. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, and I, I'm serious. <laughs> Romanting, we're not having it. No. Um <laughs> don't, come, don't come to the door because you're not you're not welcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So, you know, as, as a dad, it's like, well, look, I'm trying to show you that not all men, you know, are crap. Not all men um, are toxic. Not all men are abusive. You know, there are people that you can be with who can make you happy, but you've got to make the correct choices. So as parents, it's like, well, you know what? We've just got to teach you things in a maybe a slightly different yes. way. You know, and I remember speaking to my daughter like years back, you know, early teens about, nah, certain type of boys are not welcome. You have to have high standards, you know, um, don't just be settling just for, because you think the guy looks nice. What's his character like? You know, so these are things again, like boys and girls need to be shown, you know, and be, and be spoken to. Um, about within within like the family dynamics. No, definitely, definitely, and and like like you just said that it's sometimes it's difficult to um, influence their decisions. But I think like as long as you're there and they see your work ethic, they see that you, the love that you're showing them, then they're not going to have that syndrome where they go outside and look for it. And because they're going outside and they're looking for it so desperately, they there's people out there who can see that you're desperate for that love and they'll pretend to show it to you to get what they want from you and that's how I think that a lot of some some girls that I know they fall into that trap of going out with douchebags mm-hmm. you know because they're searching for that love that 
they never got when they yeah. were at home with their parents. You know? So, so can can I ask you both as 100%. as fathers of of you know young women and stuff, um, like the, the the my my concern at the moment is 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 the music, like like as a DJ, yeah. Um, I I have I there's there's just something on my on my heart right now. And I know, like, all of us, as we've said earlier, you know, we used to rave and go out. Uh, and, you know, we, we 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 grew up in the 90s, you know, and you, you had, like, your little Kims and you had the Foxies, etc. you know, musically. Um, yeah. But I feel like right, right here, yeah. right now, like, the music the is so sexualized, like, in every aspect, whether it's, R&B, hip hop, and I'm not saying that back in the 90s it was all innocent and whatever, but I just feel like right now like, mm. it's so just like, Different. oh, it's it's almost, it's almost cringeworthy to me, and I've, and I've been, and, and I've got two sons, so yeah, absolutely. obviously it's 100%. a little bit different, I, I don't even want them really listening to stuff, it's like, I'm still quite happy that when I walk into their bedroom, them man are still playing Capital Radio. Like, and I know there's, 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 I mean, even yeah, on Capital, yeah. it's a little bit different, but they're not like fully gone yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just wanted to kind of ask you, like, what, what's your yeah. views? I mean, I, I think. Damn. I, mm-hmm. I think music has, music has always had a sexual element to it. However, I think music now, it's it, it's very different because there is no innuendo anymore. There is no lyrical content to what we're listening Fam, to. Where you might have to listen. You, see, you remember? You remember as yet? Yeah. Last yeah. night. Remember listening to, to when? When though? You see now we're grown. When you really listen yeah. and deep the song, still we all know what man's talking about. But man's talking about the stars and the moon. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Man's talking about rivers, like I'm telling you, mountain tops <laughs> and all of the what? You can make my love come down. What? What? <laughs> Man was singing them tune, you know, like yeah, you can make my love come. Okay, down. No, hold on a minute. No, oh, it's just on. It's on. It's on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bit mad, you know, like. One of the things that um I did when I was when I first had Tiana is that mm-hmm. um I used to take her to school, do the school run every morning, and I couldn't play rap to her because it was even not in those days it was it like like Tupac when he made hit him up yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It was quite quite mm-hmm. gritty and raw. So you know there's other types of rap I could have played, but I decided from that point I'm only gonna play <laughs> house and garage or drum and bass when I'm doing the school run. So it got to the point mm-hmm. where like <laughs> seriously. And it got to the point where, like, if you ask my daughter now, what's your favourite genres of music? She's saying house and garage yeah. and drum and bass because that's what she grew up listening to. Literally yeah. every morning, so it was that, that was it. Or I might play some 80s soul, some yeah. George Benson or something, like with a nice hook or, you know, mm. some Earth, Wind and Fire that we could sing along to or something. Yeah. But I never played rap. I never played rap. And this is, like, something that, when I, I remember one day I must have been flicking through my iPod at the day at the time when I was doing the school run, and I don't know it must have put it on shuffle and it must have come onto a hip hop track, 
And I kid you not, it sounded so alien because you don't hear that in my car. When my, so it was almost like my ears pricked up. I was like, oh, let me quickly, you know, forward it on, my, on, on the, on the um, iPod because it was like, no, it's a no-no. We just play, you know, house and garage or things. So, like, luckily my daughter wasn't really influenced that. by that. And now she's got a wide range yeah. of um, musical vocabulary, so to speak, because... I used to play George Benson. I used to play... Oh, um, my gosh. A-E-I-O-U. All them sort of tunes. Yeah, all the Ollie and Jerry breakdance. I used to try to say, no, this is James Brown. This is called The Funky Drummer. Every single hip-hop artist has sampled this. So yeah, if you yeah, listen yeah. To, to rap a bit, let me show you the, where the beat originated from. And I play Funky Drummer. I play Maceo on the Max. I play all these sorts of songs so she knew where the you know, the original breaks come from and stuff. So, like, now if you ask my daughter, like, oh, um, what's your favourite, um, like, genre of music? She might say to you, I like Jamie Cullum because my dad used to play the remix that he did with Pharrell Fronting. Love and that. Be, and you'd be like, wow, that's quite a deep one, you know? Yeah. So I'm lucky with my daughter. My son, <laughs> like, he listens to all that crap, to be honest with you. Um, and, it, uh, like, don't get me wrong, he listens to the old stuff as well but he likes some of the new crap and I just have to like, I'm glad that it's just, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. I mean, you know, it's such an influential thing and you know, it can change your mood. It can change your behavior. So, you know, again, as parents, you have a responsibility to what your kids are listening to as they are growing up. When they get into their teens, they start making their yeah. own decisions, you know, and they start figuring out what they like, what they don't like. But they've yeah. the foundation, and you know, we keep speaking about that. that it's foundational yes. things put in place. Because when I think about my kids, come on, they grew up on on the on Jodeci when they were proper Jodeci. Yes, you know, they grew up in eighties R and B. They grew up on the James Browns. You know, they grew up on Public Enemy because that's the stuff yes. that would play in the car. Now their musical palette is varied. You know, like I was down. Um, down um, with, with the kids the other day and my, my son's just on some R&B vibes and I'm like okay cool I can get yeah. with that yeah you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of I'm glad I'm know. just glad like some of that my sons are still but, saying like yeah capital man let's just keep because you see like when I do school run it's not, it's not even music <laughs> it's just talk sport that's what we do we, we, we do yeah. talk sport in the car that's that's, that's Yes, you know yes. I mean? that's that's what we're doing. Like so, um, but even they like yeah. the other day, one of them was like, "Oh, oh, daddy, man, like, I I like that Jodeci song. What? Wait a minute, you like Jodeci? Okay, cool, son, cool. Mm-hmm. Let me let me show you a couple pictures of me and your uncle Ibi. Yeah, <laughs> with, with 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 sporting waves and S curling our hair. You know, like that. Yeah, what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So no, I, I mean I think yeah, I'm just I'm just concerned because you know uh, being out in the community a lot more um, than I was probably two years ago, um, and just seeing how young women, um, and yeah, I mean when 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 we were growing up, I mean. We had Foxy's, we had the Kims and that, but we still had like Queen Latifah. We still had Lauren's. We still had Lady of Ray. Like yeah. we still had MC Light. Do you know what I mean? There was, I feel like there was balance. 
yeah there was balance like i just don't feel like yes and, and yes, they, they yes. were they were all getting the same amount of coverage like there's there's a vibe magazine cover that i still got i've got the magazine it's, it's in my garage of missy kim foxy lauren and like somebody else on the front cover of vibe yeah i've still got that and no i just way. feel like there was just balance. Like, if, mm. if you wanted that little gutter gutter kind of thing, cool, you can you can listen to a Kim. Yeah, you know I mean, or you listen to a Foxy. But if you just want to listen to some bars, yeah, you know what I mean, you just put on a Lauren or you know what I mean, like it, it was balanced. I feel right now, yes, there, there, there is, and, and if there is, it's very minimal. There is, and I feel like the, the, the powers that be are really pushing this, this whole kind of sexual thing. Thank you. Yeah, so now so now Thank we've you. got we've got like twelve, yeah, thirteen year olds, maybe even younger, wanting, you know, eyelashes done and all of this kind of stuff done and do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, and, and this this is my problem, bro. Like because some of the stories that I'm hearing with regards I mean? to not just young boys running county lines, but girls getting caught up in it and they're being put in circumstances and situations mm. that we as yep. adults and especially probably as fathers would uh, it would it makes me cringe bro like this 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 is the stuff that i'm hearing like i'm wow. i'm involved yeah. in now i'm like i'm i'm it's... working with support groups and stuff and 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 some of the things that some of these these young girls are are, are talking about and i know like if we say oh well back in our day like it wasn't, they, you know, they weren't really talking about it. But I feel like the age has just got younger. Like, you've now got young girls, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. A friend of mine yeah. was, her son was going at primary school. Yeah. And, and, and a young girl got taken out of class because she said something so wild. And, like, at the age of, like, 10, 11. This was about two years ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So... As parents, as fathers, have we got to collectively do better? I would yes. say yes. I think it, it you know, mm -hmm. you've touched on something that for me it's a wider soci society thing. You know, mm -hmm. Sexualization of kids started years back. You know, I remember just in mm -hmm. terms of the clothing it would mirror like adult clothing to a certain extent and fashion does, but there's a level, you know, like when, you know, you're seeing like, yeah. kids running around in hot pants, you're like, hold on a second, what's going on here? You know, and I think as parents, you have a responsibility to, as, until your kid gets to their teens, 15, 16, and especially when mm -hmm. they get into sort of like 17, 18, they're pretty much, they start buying their yeah. own clothes. Well, up until that point, you have a responsibility as a parent to purchase your child's clothing. So if you're if you're purchasing clothes that's going to but, highlight, but like, that, I mean, all right. So I mean? I'm I'm going to say something that I don't I've that I very rarely talk about. But when I was growing up, like click suit days, yeah, yeah. So my I went to to Elliot in Putney. Uh, that, yeah. that was my secondary school. So at the time, Elliot didn't have a uniform, but I had my own uniform. <laughs> you know, like that. You know the, 
Your mom and dad said, no, you're not leaving the house. You're leaving the yeah. house yeah. In, in your house uniform. Like, you're, you're still going, even though everybody was wearing whatever, I had to leave the house in like school charges and like a school jumper, but with no crest on it. So, so I would go down the road, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go down the road. I would have my click suit and my ballys in my bag. And then you see that there was a little, there was a little church with a little alley. And I used to run down there and, bro, I'm not going to lie. I told man straight on the pod. Yeah. I used to go, I used to go there, get changed and then go and link all the man them at Ballam Station in my click suit or, or my, or my, my, my bullet hole jeans or, you know what I mean? You know that? Mm -hmm. My raggers or my kickers, because my mom and dad would know you yeah, got school yeah, shoes. Yeah. Your wallabies and that, that's for a weekend or when you're going out. <laughs> but I went on it. So, like, if I was doing that back then, yeah. Like, think about the kids now. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't think we live in a world where people are allowing kids to yeah, be. Yes. Yeah. Like adult pressures are being put onto kids, so they're, they're not allowed yeah, to be and, children. And you have to understand is that as parents get younger, some of them don't have the values that we have as older people. Some of them, they, they think it's all right for their kids to have a phone at 12 or whatever and start taking selfies and repeating stuff and putting filters on their picture when they're 12 and 13, you know? Like, I've, I've seen I've seen some some kids... You know, I, I know their mums, and I see their their children like yep. on 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 their Insta or their Facebook posing <laughs> like with the leg to the side. You know the way that I, I'm like, whoa! Like, like my, my, my daughter didn't have a phone when she was eleven, twelve. Like, and she, this certainly wasn't on social media. So I think where's like the people now? Uh, uh, the people, so it's uh, the the um parents now are getting younger maybe they're they're still kids it's stuff that they like to do they like to take pictures and selfies and stuff so they think well i don't, don't see what's wrong with my, my kid doing it because i like to do it and, and at the time right now they don't think what they're doing is wrong or it's going to negatively impact their mm. children but as you get older you may look back and you may think actually maybe i shouldn't have let her have an instagram page at 11 or do you know what i mean or maybe i shouldn't you know have introduced her to that it's world of insecurity because we, we all know that most of these Instagram things it's like someone could wake up with crust in their eyes, they could be so tired they could have a bad back, they could have had a horrible day, they'll put a bit of makeup on put a light on, oh fantastic day Come on now. and record and yeah and if this little 13 year old sees that wow, that, you know, this is a norm so I think that it's because parents are younger now and it's like they haven't got the, um, some of them, I should say, not all of them, but they haven't got that that knowledge and that, that you know, the, I hate to say it, but common sense. Wow. Again, like, I just know, can't, I just, I just need a moment. She's 20. I just, wow, I just actually, I need a moment. <laughs> I need man to stop that kind of talk. Fam, <laughs> because I remember when you told me she was coming. <laughs> Loud that. Crikey, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I need some sound my effects. Man. 25, my son, my son's 23, and my youngest is 18. So, you know, when you're like, you yeah, I've we've done what we needed to do. The kids are adults now, so they make decisions for themselves. But 
even with my daughter as she she was growing up, we were very much of the thinking of just letting her know that she's just beautiful as she is. You don't need no makeup. So when she started getting into her, her teens and, you know, other girls are like plastering on makeup and we were like, no, 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 no. You don't, you just do you, you know, now she's an adult. Yeah. Certain days she'll put on the makeup and whatever. But again, as her natural self, she loves yeah. her natural self. You get what I mean? So it depends on how, as parents, you know, and fathers have an influence as well. And this is part of the issue. If, if, if dads aren't involved with their children, then how do you instill mm-hmm. the, the, that thought process of how a man might look at you? Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? If you're with a daughter and if you're dealing with a son, it's like, well, okay, cool. As a man, this is how you should carry yourself as a man, you know? So dads have a place they have a responsibility as well and you know it's important for men to make sure that they maintain in their kids lives in, in, in whichever way they can yes in their circumstances it might be a case of it's like every other weekend but yeah sure bro i'm 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 hearing so weekend, many or heard over the years so many stories of uh oh, like dad didn't come this weekend or he hasn't come in a month or he said he was coming and all of that stuff, bro, to me, it just, like I said before, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it, it just, and it, it's so, yeah. so destroying to the child. And it we, doesn't. and I think we sometimes forget the, the burden and, and mm. the trauma that we, that we're going to be putting um, the child or, or the children through when, when we, when we act like that. Yeah, it really is. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible. And and again, it's it's like I alluded to earlier. For me, it was things that I had picked up growing up and just discerned for myself, and said, you know what, I'm not going to do that because mm. I was that kid who might be waiting for his dad. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. So. For me, no matter what circumstances I was in, I just have to make sure if I'm supposed to pick you up at whatever, <laughs> you get what I mean? Even if I mash up from trying to hit yeah. targets, yeah, you know, I've, I've done, had to rinse out a 70 hour week, you know, I'd make sure that I would pick you up and spend some time with you. You know what I mean? Even if it's, yeah, we're just chilling for the day, we're watching Bugs Life, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're watching. Toy Story over and over again. That's just what we're going to do in it. You know what I mean? So those, and again, as I was saying, kids don't forget stuff. Kids remember stuff that we think that they don't remember. So there's moments that, you know, they will think, oh, you know what? I remember that time we were doing it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And those things stick, you know? So as, as, as men, you know, I think as, you know, young men, there'll be some young men who may be listening to this podcast you just have to just stay. Can, 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 I, can I try something? I'm going to try something. Rich, I totally something. agree. Man. Can you hear that? Yes, sir. There you go. Brilliant. There you go. <laughs> no, Trey, you smashed it. You smashed it. You smashed it. Like, we need I was, a few more. Some, like, I've done podcasts where sometimes it doesn't come through. So I was like, I, I don't that, know. But like you said, like when you said it, no. Nah, I heard you say it like the second time. I was like, no, nah, let me just connect the laptop. 
and then let's just see if 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 it all comes through. So, like, yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, what what I was gonna add add to what you you, you said, um, Reg as well is that. If if I was to ask both of you, and I had this conversation with my daughter um, on the last podcast that we did actually, and I was saying to her, "What's the fondest times that she can remember from her childhood?" And do you know that like it wasn't nothing to do with money. So I want to kind of kick that out the park mm. and just say that like even if you've got ten pounds to your name or whatever, you know, just the time that you spend with these children is the most important thing. She was telling me the times when we used to watch The Mask. Now, if you know my daughter, she loves The Mask with Jim Carrey. I've literally seen it yeah. probably over 50 times. I know the words verbatim yeah. on that film. I could talk to you from the beginning to the end. Stanley Lipkiss, all of that, I know it. So, like, the times she remembered was times when we were just in the house kicking back, like me and her watching The Mask. Yeah. Okay, Dad, play it again. Okay. Play, play right from the beginning. Oh, Dad, play it again. This is on VHS days when we had wow. um, um, big video players. Um, and we just watched the mask over and over again. And that, not when I bought her freaking, yeah. um, uh, uh, I don't know, Armani's or where I bought her Versace or when I, you know, yeah, took her to um, Turkey. Or It was just the time that we spent together. No cost involved. No cost. So, but I think, I think that's a reflection on this life though as well though rich is you know it's the moments that you create in life that will last you the lifetime those are the important things you know what i mean and i guess we're living in a generation where kids are being shown that you know you gotta have this label you gotta live a certain way in order to be validated you know and that's not really the facts of the matter you know so yeah and the thing is if, even if i was to throw it back at you two and say but you, you kind of mm. touched upon it when you said one of the happiest yeah. you thought was when your dad said i'm proud of you son and stuff that cost nothing that didn't cost that you know, and and that is mm. one of the moments that sprung to your mind from this conversation was that so if anyone's mm. listening to this and, and they think that like you know what but i want to be able to do this want to be able to do that as free grown men, we're telling you that one of the most important things that we yeah. felt is when our parents have just spent time with us and shown us love. And them two things are free. Yeah. You know, so if you're a young parent with a young child now and you're thinking, no, but I've got all these, I've got, she's got to have the latest thing. Don't even spend the money buying a hundred pound pair of trousers that they're going to grow out of in, in three months. Take that, take that money and just buy food in your house and, you know, make sure you, your house, you, she's got a nice place when she comes to stay. If you're not together, she can stay there or just do something that's going to create some you and her time. So, you know, like I said, even if you're together yeah. with a mum, I would still encourage you to have daddy-daughter days or daddy-sundays where you two go. Like Me and my son used to go and play basketball, play football, just me and him. You know, um, and it's really important because it builds a good foundation. And that's what we've kind of agreed on this podcast that is really yeah. important. But it also, they get to know you better. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, as we were speaking in regards to like fathers and, and their daughters, like, you know, something that I used to do with my daughter was we'd just have our day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd just take her shopping or something. You, you know, yeah. Just so we'd spend time. You know, even if she brought a friend, I'm like, that's cool. No problem. But I'm still getting to spend a little bit of time just you alone, you know? So again, these are things that we can do as men 
that empower yeah for, for me you know, um empower us you know in in 2012 i i stepped down time from being a manager at, at carphone um for two reasons one um i needed to get that that balance and that that time with with my sons at the time they were two um and i really wanted to focus on like my radio career do you know what i mean so um i decided to go part-time at carphone which mm-hmm. put a a a very very heavy financial kind of strain on us um and also changed the dynamics of our household so i went from being full-time um and then like a couple years later like mrs milks went back into full-time work and then what the conversation we had was we knew that if she goes into full-time work she mm-hmm. uh, in in her position and and in the company that she's in she was going to be able to make more money so i could come back to carphone and be like all right cool give me a, a band one store yes um and be what on a 35 basic 40 and then spend 65 hours a week trying to bust this target and making sure that my 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 <laughs> you know loss prevention don't come and check me and all the like who's got yeah. time for that so we was like no nah, do you know what babe you go back to work full time yeah. i'm gonna go part-time but i will then pick up the kids every day from school get them home and do all of that and i'll be honest gentlemen it was the best decision yeah that I've made because the the way that my sons have, have been around me, so they've just absorbed so much, like good and bad, but primarily I, I'd like to believe they've absorbed, you know, um, the better sides of me. So, you know, at the age of seven, we were having conversations about credit and mortgages and stuff like that. And then and then I was applying that to, to things that they had. So, wow. you know, the different... So instead of talking to them about credit and mortgages and rent with house. Okay, you see your Nintendo DS, yeah? You buy one, but then what you do is you then rent that out. Okay, daddy, right, so if I do that, and then what you do is you take that profit, and then what do you do, son? Buy another one, and then you do the same. So I was having them conversations with them. So they've been around me when I've negotiated booking fees and and That's and amazing. deals and, and agreements so they've heard me talk about money we talk about money very freely in my house with my sons so if i do a booking if i do a zoom if i do a zoom party at the moment they know how much daddy's gonna make <laughs> like we have those conversations when when i was doing um when, when we were able to be outside and i was doing my motivational event milk trees motivation one year the twins came to me rich they came to me and said dad can we have a stall at Milk Trace Motivation? I was yeah. like, brother, Red, Red, and Red knows this. Red knows this story. No so way. So they came up to me and said, Daddy, can we have a stall at Milk Trace Motivation? At the time, they were probably about seven, yeah. eight years old. I think about eight. And they said to me, can we have a stall? I said, yeah, of course you can. What are you going to sell? They were like, we're going to sell lemonade. I was like, okay, cool. So like that weekend when we were doing it, they went to Tesco with the wife. Mm-hmm. They went and got the stuff. We gave them like a budget. They came. They 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 were in within their budget. Mummy then made the lemonade. <laughs> they then came to the event. They set up their store. They had the prices. They knew how much they needed to charge. 
to make X amount and this, that, and the other. And then on their first event, they spent £40 and made £110. Yeah? So then afterwards, we sat down and we're like, okay, cool, what? so you've done that. What do you need to do with the money? Well, we need to take back what we spent and put that aside. And then the rest is profit. And then they realized that the next time I did it, it was near Easter. So they said, you know what, Daddy, can we add some more stuff to sell? I was like, yeah. So they added bun and cheese. They went from earning £110 on the next time they earned £185. <laughs> that, like, th these are the conversations that I've been, I've been having what? with the twins. But this yeah. is what they've been exposed to. They, they've heard me on the phone, on the school run. Yeah, Milks, I want to book you. Boom, boom, boom. All right, cool. That's the feat. All right, cool. Say no more. Or, nah, do you know what, brother? I, I'm not coming out for that. Do you know what I mean? They've heard all of that. So I've been planting these seeds in them, but being able to be at home with them in that capacity every day yeah. and them coming home and seeing daddy in the kitchen, daddy washing the dishes, daddy doing the cooking, Game to them now that's the norm and that's what I wanted because I needed to set the yeah. example because my dad my uncles etc they were all you know 9 to 5 9 to 6 hard grafting men but you put them in the kitchen nobody's gonna go hungry like my dad is like his food is like his curry goat is legendary yeah do you know what I mean so yeah. I'm not at that level but I just know that my picnic them they're not gonna go hungry so that when they go out into the outside world, if they go to university and whatever, <laughs> you yes. know, them man, they love their little meatballs yeah. and, and spaghetti on a Tuesday. They're 10. You man, come. Mm -mm, come. You better season up the meatballs now. Yeah? <laughs> do, you, do you find that, um, for example, with me, I... Coming from an yeah. African background, there's certain jobs yep. that within the African community are seen as worthy, right? An yeah. accountant, a lawyer, an engineer, them jobs are seen as worthy, right? Or a, do or a doctor, yeah? So with my kids, I've kind of just been a, of a mindset of you have to follow your path. But I think maybe that's just because I've changed as a person. You know what I mean? So there isn't no pressure on you have to do a specific thing, you mm -hmm. know? And I guess in a way you're alluding to it is we all got, we've all, we're all born with talents and sometimes we have to use our talents to create what we want to create. You get what I mean? Nah, nah, so, nah, nah. It's, it's part of it. And I'm, never you know, but like, yeah, it was never going to be the, you know the I mean? be all and end. That's what we do for the rest of our life. It's been part of our life and it's what a lot of it's never going to be where we're going to stay there forever you know what i mean so i think for you showing like your sons there's a different way or us showing our kids that there's a different way you know that you can do mm. things and especially going into this generation of millennials where technology yes. plays such a big part they can create what yeah. they want yeah like the blogging industry and vlogging industry vlogging is now monetized. Man, man couldn't even spell Whereas it. What, vlog, we what was that? Knowing about these things, bro, like, there was bro, there was that? there was no blogging. 
Come on now. Bro, we're, we're, we're from the generation. We had to wait after seven to make phone calls. Come on they're, 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 they're... <laughs> oh, oh, nine. Bro. No sevens, you know. <laughs> oh, nine, five, six. Oh, nine, five, eight. Come on now. We're... Come on now. Did it? Come on. Yeah, so... Yeah, man. I'm 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 trying to teach even at the moment. Um, throughout the the, the, the most recent lockdown, um, we've got the twins to to write books. They're they they're they're exceptional readers, um, and their English and vocab is amazing. Their teachers they they are well mm. uh, above and beyond like you know the standard. So we were just like, look, I'm trying to say to them, look, I need you to write these books, yeah, because these books can make money. I don't want you growing up and feeling like. I have to get a job. I want you to grow up and be like, okay, I've got my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, and, and no, no, no fault of our, our parents or whatever, but I, I'm like, I'm trying to give you the heads up from now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have those, those conversations about credit because how many times yes. have all of us, we, we, when we were in car phone, we'd get that, that 18 year old kid who on their 18th birthday comes in with their provisional license and a debit card and come in and say, yep, I want to get my first mm-hmm. contract. And then you run the credit check and they get declined because yeah. they're 18 and have no credit. But those are the conversations like, that we, yeah. as the parents and as, as, as you know, the, the more seasoned people in the community yeah. now, we need to be having those conversations. Yeah, spot on. Mm. Facts, mm-hmm. facts, facts. And you know, you, you, you yes. highlighted it as well. Like it's it's planting the seed sometimes. But for me, it's planting the seed early in our children's lives. Just plant it because anything's possible. Yeah. They can do whatever they want to do. They just have a choice, you know what I mean, as to what it is they want to do. But as parents... We just have to plant the seed and just water it and encourage it and just watch it grow. Exactly. And they'll, they'll be because right. because the thing is, it's like it's it's only going to get more challenging. Like you know, you see the way that AI and computers are coming into <laughs> this whole spectrum. It's kind of like Terminator when it was like you know the the robots are going to kind of take over. I remember going to the supermarket, with my mum or Woolworths, whatever, and there were workers everywhere you look. You know, and as as you get older now, it's like self checkout. Yeah. And when you go to banks. It's like um, there's like two people behind the um actual thing, and there's like all computers and stuff. Yeah. So it's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy, you know. So what we have to try and do is kind of set up our children just so you know they're in a good position to deal with whatever is coming in the future. Because like you touched upon milks that like when we were yeah. growing up, it was like you know it was challenging enough, and I'm quite proud of what mm-hmm. I've managed to achieve with. Not many qualifications, if I'm totally Shut honest. The front the door. Day I was cleaning up my house, and no, I hold on. I'm not saying that. Don't get that. Yeah, I'm not saying kids don't get that now. But <laughs> <laughs> record of achievement. So I'm not sure if kids nowadays still get that. But I found it anywhere, and I found all my like um, exam results in there, and. If I'm totally honest with you, sorry to any employees who are listening, but 
my my nappy stops were pretty piss poor if i'm honest with you so i probably i probably lied to any job that i've ever had to say that i had all these gcses and stuff when when i looked upon it i had two and i kid you not i, I haven't got when i opened the book i felt a bit ashamed i was like how can i leave school with that but then when i had to reflect on how much i've achieved you know buying properties and stuff and you know being in a good position within you know the car phone days i swear we were taking home probably about we're not talking Fab. about the, the peak. Well, the iPhone peak, 3GS, peak the are you phone. mad? When people used to queue up for iPhones, I was, I was taking home. Exactly. I, I kid you not, one day I looked at my um, um, freaking wage slip and I had accumulated oh. over that 12 months. <laughs> 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 you know, um, crazy times, crazy, crazy times. And that's from someone who I got the English what every that day. That was it. That was it. Did you did you man ever do the commission yes. check? Oh. On the day I left Carphone, right? I did the commission check. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! To tally up, you know what I mean? From the day I started. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this thing, you know. I can't wait. <laughs> but, but you've touched on something there as well, though, Rich, right? Is is the fact of even just as, as a man, mm. you know what I mean? You can look back on that time. and I was. Like, oh, I was wow, ashamed. I feel a little bit ashamed. Because... I, I I didn't apply no, myself. Man. If if I really applied myself, no. I could have done better. But I didn't. I just thought, oh, I managed somehow. But I've also think yeah. it's that I wouldn't say I'm dyslexic, but my learning style isn't to sit down in front of a you know thing and learn. You know, like yeah. if if, yeah. if you said, Rich, look, can you help me build yeah. um this flat pack chest of drawers from IKEA? I'd come and I wouldn't look at the manual. I would get things no out problem. and I'd work it out. That's how I learn. So if you say to me to sit down and read this yeah. thing and do a test, I'm always going to fail, you know? But the thing is, you know, you're right. People do learn in different ways. And even, you know, this is important for, you know, parents, younger parents to realise that their kids all learn differently, you know? So sometimes parents can get frustrated with their kids, you know, when they're not learning, you know, or they're doing things in a certain way it might just be a case of taking that little moment to actually establish whether there is a learning difficulty. Yeah. What, how do they like to learn? You know, cause for me, mm. I like to listen to things and I take it in. Whereas reading a book is not always the best way for me to learn. Although I love reading, you know, I, I love reading, but when I listen to something, I take it in instantly because that's how 100%. my brain computes things. So again, now, as younger parents, it's just take a bit of time just to understand your kids, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's a reflection on life because going into management, yeah, that was always my style. I'm like, I need to know about my team. I need to learn. Come on, fam. Tick, what their strengths and weaknesses Nobody are. wants to and be sitting in, in, in no meeting with, man, like with management, yeah. with area manager, you know. Keep it real. Oh. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, make sure Exactly. You know, 
Because the thing is, for me, it's, and again, like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've all been in management. It wasn't just about us. For me, it was a team thing. And if I win, yeah. it means that you guys are winning as well, you know? So, you know, and that's the same applies to, I guess, with our children. You know, we want our kids to win. So we just got to try and apply the best tools, you know, give them the best tools so that they can action whatever it definitely, is. Definitely, definitely. Well, guys, you know what? It's kind of come to the end of the no seriously i i feel as though like um i've learned just from listening to both of you two talk. come on now you know as soon as we come off this i'm gonna text both kids and say i love you just to remind them and i'm gonna make that i'm gonna make that a regular occurrence just a random call or text just to remind them i love you and that's that's a little snippet of what i've just learned from from you know being on this podcast with you guys and to be fair before we made this podcast we made like a list of kind of <laughs> topics that we wanted to talk about and i haven't even looked up my list but i'm looking at it now and we haven't even touched you know on this? racial bias knife crime and stuff so we have to do a part Ooh, two because um this is like this is a deep topic and like i yeah, said we've been yeah. going for i'm down well well over an hour and yeah it's a part two definitely needed so um guys yeah we'll we will definitely have to make that happen um, but, just um, like look, really i want to kind of just big up all the amazing fathers out there um big big you up and and i know i know sometimes it, it's tough and whatever but we got to remember we have we've been given a god given responsibility to 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 raise our children and not just our own like the thing that i've i've i look at my uncles and stuff is like when i was growing up like my uncles were so involved my my godparent like all of the men that were around me um have play, played like major keys um in my life so I think it's just a case of us now taking this momentum, like even this podcast and just sharing it with the world because it, it will, it will definitely lift somebody else up and it will kind of maybe give somebody a different perspective. And, and to those, and to those that are not involved, I'm, I'm pleading, I'm pleading with you that you, you, you do what what's not, not even what's right, but what's needed of you as, as a man, you know, we and I know that we've all been through our own personal challenges with our own childhood and, and stuff like that. But I feel yeah. t- for those of us that are, are not involved, I feel that we need to really step up and, and just just do what is needed because this generation needs us. And, and, I, and I keep stressing it, not just our own blood children, but our nieces, our nephews, um, our cousins, they, they're all looking at us. And if we really want to make the impact that we that we want to and not allow them to be looking at the road man and the whole thing and like Rich said, you know, touching the road and county lines, then we need to step up. We we need to be that example. We need to be in the positions where they look at us and say, Do you know what? I want to be like Uncle Rich or I want to be like Uncle Reg. Do you know what I mean? Like th- those are the things that we need to be doing because we need to be able to set that example because we are losing so many of our young people to the roads and all of this stuff. And I think it's just because we are not pushing ourselves out 
um, enough. And I think this is a great catalyst for us to do so. So God bless everybody. Rich, thank you so much for having me on. My brother, Red, you know it's love all the time, my brother. wicked stuff i you know i agree wholeheartedly with absolutely everything you said there um rich any final words for the listeners before you before we part ways i guess for me is to lead with love because that's got to be the foundation of, of of parenting as far as i'm concerned is to lead with love and then everything else comes thereafter you know as fathers you know make sure you have an input into what your kids um, are doing, have an interest in what they're doing, have patience to understand, you know, your children so that they can develop and grow and, you know, become wonderful adult individuals and have kids that they can represent in the right way when they get to adult life as well. So, you know, it's just um, lead with love. Brilliant. Guys. Lead with more love. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And like I said, um, I've done 20, this is my 22nd podcast. And I kid you not, this one is just, wow. It's, it's, I'm emotional because it's hearing two of my close friends open up and talk about their experiences and share them. It's big, man. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me. Like I say, we're going to do a part two because this is, like, this is big. And, it's gonna. I'm gonna say that yeah, what we do is gonna probably be on Zoom or something, or so you can see us, so you can physically see us. So I think that that's the next level. That's gonna be my first one because everyone's been yeah. everyone's been vocal so far, but so far. But I think because yeah, you know, Red, you know, man, like, like Red, always, Red is always camera ready, you know, visual as well as audio, so you can see the man that always camera ready, you know? Shit, the revolution. <laughs> 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 wicked stuff wicked stuff so guys thanks you again and listeners look out for part two it's coming soon yeah all right peace yeah man guys